Welcome to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. To continue in our FOMO series that has been amazing. Pastor Mickey has brought really great words last week. Golly, last week was incredible. It was an incredible message. And this week, I want to continue on that message. I want to continue into our series FOMO. And what I want to talk about today, it's a little bit heavier. I want you to buckle up your seatbelts. I want you to get going. This is a message that, honestly, I I was so nervous to preach. I was like, really, God, this is the message. And I'm going back and forth and praying and reading and studying and reading and praying all week long. But here we are. So today's week's message is FOMO, how to not miss out on the Holy Spirit. How to not miss out on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive right into God's Word. God, I thank you, Lord, so much, Jesus, for who you are. God, I thank you for that incredible time of worship that we just had. Man, God, that was incredible. Lord, I already feel your presence in this place. God, I pray in the next few moments, God, God, get me out of the way. Lord, hide me right behind the cross, God, and, and let your Word speak so true to every single person, God, that, that your words, God, will, will puncture every heart like a two-edged sword, Lord. God, that people will leave this place, God, not just, not just inspired, not just encouraged, God, but forever changed, not because of anything I've done, but by everything that your Holy Spirit is willing to do today. Let us be marked. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Sweet. So, I got a few things. Honestly, it's kind of a list. A few ways that the reasons I think we miss out on the Holy Spirit in our lives. First, I want to share a story. Okay, I grew up in um, a denomination that that really believed strongly in the Holy Spirit. And there's some stuff I took away from that where I was like, ooh, that's good. And there's some stuff I took away from that and I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. You know, I grew up in this lifestyle that the Holy Spirit was this thing. And every denomination, I think, grows up. With this aspect of the Holy Spirit, you know, you got the Father, you got the Son, and we're like, oh, we're all about the Father. Man, he created the heavens, the earth, horse is awesome. We got the Son, Jesus, he died for our sins. Holy Spirit, we're like, uh, <laughs> we love him, like we're excited about it. We sing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. But it's like, but to an extent, to where we grew up in our background, we believe different things about it. And we, and we think differently about it. You know, if one denomination's like, oh, the Holy Spirit's in this place, we're like, all right, pack up your bag, kids, we're getting out of here. But if another denomination first says the Holy Spirit, you know, we all have these different ideas and these different, this different backgrounds that we come from the Holy Spirit. And for some reason, like Holy Spirit, who's actually a third of the Trinity, has become just controversial to us. And if there's one thing I want to make clear today is um, controversy doesn't mean wrong. How many believe there's a lot of things that are just like extremely right in culture that are all of a sudden controversial because a group of people says they're controversial. Anybody? Yeah, controversy does not mean wrong. I want to have have freedom from that today. Like controversy just means, a lot of times it means it's right. And there's something the enemy's trying to do to, to shift us away from it. And I think there's so much controversy around this area because I think this is an area you can be forever changed if we can just grab a hold of this. So number one reason why we miss out on the Holy Spirit is because we have a misunderstanding of who He is. And I said who He is. First, we've got to understand the Holy Spirit's a person. Anybody believe that? Holy Spirit is a person. 
when we sing Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, still me at 24 years of age as a pastor, as someone that, that went to school for ministry, like, still, sometimes I, I forget, like, Holy Spirit's a person. Like, sometimes it's in my visual image that Holy Spirit's just, like, Scooby-Doo character, like, wandering around the room, and I'm just, I, like, I have this complete misunderstanding of who he is. But can you be, I'm not saying he's a person, like, he's got skin and bones, like, we know that that was Jesus, that Jesus was God taken upon flesh. I'm not saying that, but you need to understand, like, he's got a personality. Like, Holy Spirit has a personality that can, that can make you happy. Like, Holy Spirit has a personality that can, that can convict you. Holy Spirit has a personality that, can, that has so many emotions. Every emotion you're wild about and that you love, like, it's a part of him. Holy Spirit is a person. Two, back into what we were talking about a second ago. Uh, I think, again, I, I want to hit on this again, and I'm not bashing any denomination. I ain't going to bring it up. But I think oftentimes because we grew up with these denominational ideas and this different doctrine of who Holy Spirit is, like, we're just completely turned off to it. For instance, how many of you have ever been, how many of you like pizza in this place? Anybody? Anybody? Sweet. Sweet. How many of you understand that there's many different kinds of pizza? Like if I go to Chicago, like, golly, I can get a deep dish pizza, and that's my jam. Okay, if I go to Chattanooga, they'll say they have Chicago-style deep dish. It's not. I'm telling you, they're lying to you. <laughs> there's a whole place. I'm sorry if somebody owns this restaurant in this room. I feel terrible. But there's a place called Old Chicago Deep Dish Pizza. It's not Chicago-style pizza. Like, they made a whole name of a restaurant based on pizza that is nothing even similar to Chicago-style pizza. Okay? So if you went to Chattanooga and tried old Chicago deep-dish pizza, and you ate it, and you went, man, this isn't that good, because it's, it's not. <laughs> like, it's just not Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. And you went there, and you went, ugh, I'm not a fan of this. And then you went to Chicago, and you went and walked by Gino's East, which is authentic, real, amazing deep dish pizza. You probably wouldn't go in because you didn't like where it was advertised somewhere else. Oh, because Chattanooga's pizza, like, that was thin. It was kind of crusty. Like, I feel like it was made in a microwave. Like, it was just really gross. But then they got all these fresh ingredients over here, and it's something real. It's something authentic, and it's something amazing. But because we experienced this over here and we don't like it, when somebody tried offering it over here, we're like, oh, heck no. Like, I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, spent $70 for my whole family. Like, kids, we're not going there. That's what I think what we ex experienced with Holy Spirit. I think a lot of us in this room have been to Chattanooga. You've had something that they considered it and they called it, but it was a counterfeit and it wasn't anything authentic. I think so many of us have been to churches and backgrounds and beliefs, and maybe you're turned off to the idea of Holy Spirit because you're, you're eating something, you were consuming something that wasn't real. But can I tell you, because the counterfeit is here does not mean that it doesn't exist somewhere else. I'm telling you, just because you tasted something that was gross doesn't mean there's something that will satisfy your every need right over here. And I'm here to tell you in this place this morning that Holy Spirit is alive and well and he wants to fill you and he wants to have relationship with you. If you can just get past what was going on over here. Do what you want. Leave your bad Yelp review. Like, do whatever you need to do. Tell everybody not to go over there. I'm fine with it. I'm chill with it. But here's what I'm saying. Man, God's got something for you.
Like there's something you haven't even tasted yet. Like there's something you haven't even experienced yet. And you might just be missing on it because you had a bad experience somewhere else. Moving on. How would it work in a relationship this way? Maybe you've never experienced Holy Spirit at all. And when I say this, I mean like, I mean like the presence of God in your life. I mean like Jesus like overcoming, like filling the inside of you. I mean moving in a way where it's not just living with Jesus from what you read in this book, but instead it's, it's living a lifestyle where you can actually feel the Spirit and hear Him moving and receive spiritual gifts. Like that's what I'm talking about. But how would you feel if you were a friend, okay, and you really, really, really wanted to have a relationship with another person, a friendship with another person? But because of what you heard about that other person, you haven't even experienced that, but because you haven't heard, about, heard other things about that other person, you decided you're going to give them a shot. Man, when we talk about it in, like, flesh and bones, like, people, like, you're like, oh, that ain't cool. Like, why would I just base somebody's beliefs off them because of what somebody else said? That's ridiculous, right? We wouldn't do that, right? Most of us in the room would say, you know, I, I want to experience that person for myself. Here's, I think, another thing that we're fearful of with Holy Spirit. Because we've seen it, because we've seen counterfeits in places other ways, I think a lot of us have this idea and this thought of, well, I don't want, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I don't want to create that. I don't want a circus to break out. I don't want this, this stuff that I see on TV that's, that's not good. Like, I don't, I don't want any a part of that. And because of that, because of that, we go, well, I'm just not going to pursue it at all. I love my wife, Jace. I love her to death. What would it be like if I said, you know what? Jace, I could try and get you some gifts for Christmas this year. But I'm afraid I'm going to get you the wrong thing. Therefore, I'm going to give you nothing at all. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Any uh, husbands in this room understand that would not work? Anybody? Would not work. Like, not at all. I've been married for all of seven months. I can tell you right now, probably will not work. <laughs> She's loving, she's amazing, but that, honestly, like, that excuse probably does not work. Listen, pursuing a relationship with Holy Spirit, pursuing the feeling of the Holy like, understand, like, you know what? You might get some stuff wrong along the way, but he's a person that's going to teach you what he's about. Man, he's a person that's going to explain to you, like, no, son, daughter, like, that, that's not it. Like, over there, that's not it. Over here, like, yes, this is where I'm working. This is what I'm doing. No, I don't do that. Yes, I do do that. Like, he's a person. He will teach you. He will move within you. But for us to just say, uh, I'm going to back off completely because we don't have an understanding yet, man, that's not fair. That's not fair. So here's, here's the elephant room that I want to just address real quick. All right. One side. Well, you receive the Holy Spirit when you're saved immediately. You receive the Holy Spirit. This side. Well, when you get saved, you get saved, but later on you got to receive the Holy Spirit. This side. Oh, you get it all. And it's just this back and forth battle. Here's what I'm going to read to you in Scripture. Okay. John 20, 21 through 22. 
Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. The disciples received the Holy Spirit right there. Now I want to read from you Acts 2. This is another day. This is a different occurrence. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what they seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them began to be filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So you see two occurrences in God's word to the same group of people where the Holy Spirit came. So can I just say this? I'm done arguing about like, oh, did you receive it then? Did you not receive it then? Did you receive it there? Listen, when you're saved, I believe you received the Holy Spirit. But I believe, it, I believe you just keep asking for more. Like, I believe God's never done pouring his spirit out on you. Like, I don't believe you get saved and you're like, all right, cool. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, I'm done for the rest of my life. I don't need any more of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying he left you. Here's what I'm saying. He wants to go out with you again. What would have it been like if me and Jace on our first date, like we got together, we had a great date, we had our first kiss, like this is a great time, this is amazing. But it's like, cool, we're in love, uh, let's get married, but I'm never going to see you again. No, we went out on another date, and then we went out on another date, and we went out on another date. Again and again and again, we went on a date and a date and a date, and now we're married. (laughs) Like, we're just living with each other. But here's what we do with Holy Spirit. We say, oh, God, I want to be saved. Sweet, see you in eternity. (laughs) See you on the other side of glory. But God's saying, no, listen, I want to pour my spirit out on you. I want to fill you with my Holy Spirit every single day day, every single waking moment where you can acknowledge me, I'm willing to pour my spirit out on you. Come on, this isn't a denominational doctrine. This is the word of God. Like this is the Bible. This is what God's word says. Church, you need him. You need him. Oh, Pastor Sam, are you saying I need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost to to get to heaven? No, I'm saying you need to be Filled with the Holy Spirit to get through Kroger. Like, like literally, like, there's so much time you need Jesus. Like, you need him. And he's so willing to fill you with his spirit. And can I, can I, can I bring freedom to this area too? Man, it's different every way. Here's literally what I thought when I was growing up. Because of the way I was taught. They didn't know any better. I mean, these, these, their hearts are the right way, but my friend goes, Oh, Sam, one of my youth leaders, you haven't, you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet? I'm like, yeah, I've been baptized in water last week. Like, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I know the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you made out this be this crazy mystical thing. I'm like, all right, no, I haven't. Like, all right, let's take you in a back room. We're going to pray for you. And uh, it's going to be wild. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro, cool. Go in the back room. They lay hands on me, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pray you receive the Holy Spirit. And I'm just like. All right, <laughs> next, <laughs> what's going on? And they're like shocked, like, oh, you didn't fall down. <laughs> Maybe he's not speaking in tongues. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, we're going to try again. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is traumatizing to me as a child. Like, I say this as a joke, but this is very traumatizing to me as a, as a, as a student. 
And I'm just like, what's going on? And they're like, well, just keep seeking him. Just keep seeking him, Sam. Just keep seeking him. So I, I literally went home. I don't know how many people I've told this. I literally went home that night and seeked him for like hours. <laughs> like I'm on my knees like crying like, why am I not speaking in tongues? Like, why am I not? Like, what's happening? What's going on? Like, why haven't I received you? Like, what? what's happening? What's happening, God? And it was just this, it was kind of discouraging to me, really. Like, a friend came up to me, he's like, the same leader. I remember he came up to me, like, at church that week. He's like, hey, bro, you get that tongue yet? Like, you received the Holy Ghost? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm still waiting. I don't really understand what's happening. Here's what I believe, church. When you ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you, he will fill you. That's it. Like, that's it. I believe that with all my heart. Like, like you know what? You might. I, this sounds crazy, but we can believe it because it's in God's word. You might speak in tongues. Later on, I have. Like, I, I'm not afraid to say that. It's in, it's in God's word. Like, I, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in the speaking of tongues. I believe it. Like, you might fall down. I didn't. But have I before? Sure, the power of God's fallen on me and I've fallen down. Like, sure, this stuff's happened. But can I tell you something? Do not be discouraged if someone tells you that you're less than because you experience God in a different way than they have. That's not what this is about. I'm telling you, like, it's in God's word. Like, nowhere in God's word, nowhere in God's word does it say it happens the same way for every single, every person. Man, when Holy Spirit touches you, you know what? You might just be silent. You know what? You might want to cry. You know what? You might praise him. You know what? You might want to get on your knees. You know what? It's something, it, it, it happens differently to every person in every single way. So can I give you freedom from this place? Like we're, our church is all about finding freedom. Can you find freedom this morning in understanding that man, when Holy Spirit moves on you, the only thing he's looking for, the only thing he is looking for is for your heart to be available. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing he's looking for. But here's my question. Are you willing to see the Holy Spirit move in your life? Are you willing to see God move in your life? Or is your heart and your vision so cluttered with other things of this world that you can't, you can't quite see him? Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they can see God, for they shall see God. I think we're really consumed with two aspects in the church. I think we got one side that's like, all right, how much can I do <laughs> without going to hell? And we got one side that's like, all right, uh, I need to do nothing at all and sell everything I own and be a monk and just live under a rock for the rest of my life. The difference in this is these are guidelines set by man, but they're not guidelines by living by the Spirit. When you follow the Holy Spirit, it says that the Holy Spirit will greet. Ephesians, I'm just going to read it. Ephesians 4, 17 through 30. Now I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of heart, they become callous 
and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, and practice of every kind of impurity. But that's not what you learned in the way of Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner and is corrupt through the deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put to your new self created after the likeness of God into righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin yet. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. Give no opportunity for the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but let them labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so they have something to share with anyone's in need. Let no corrupt talk from come your mouth, but only as such which is good for building up and fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And this is the important part. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. It says do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, one thing when I was a child, like even today, honestly, um, it's obviously different now that I'm an adult, but, you know, your parents being mad at you is like, yeah, whatever, like, go ahead. Man, but when my parent was disappointed in me, whew, like, like when my parent was like, like deeply disappointed by the actions that I made, how many hate that feeling? Like, that was the worst. Maybe it wasn't a parent. Maybe it was a coach or a teacher or a mentor or something. Like, I had a teacher who was amazing. Like, he was my theater teacher from 6th grade to 12th grade. I'll never forget. Like, man, I made that guy mad so many times. And it was like, whatever. Like, he's mad at me. He's like, whatever. But I forget one time, TK looked at me and he goes, this guy. Like, oh, my gosh. And he just shook his head and looked down and he was so disappointed in me. My soul crawled under a rock, and I felt like I died forever in that moment. <laughs> like, being dis- like, that's, like, that feeling is terrible. And sure, I, I think it's hard to, di- to distinguish that, that from guilt and, and from actual conviction. I think those two things are very different. But Holy Spirit, as he's a person, when, when you are committed to being filled with him every day, do you, when you're committed to walk with him every day, to have a relationship with him every day, with the Holy Spirit in your life, man, there's decisions that you'll make, that you're about to make, and he'll tell you. Like, I'm telling you, like, God speaks. I'm telling you. You will feel it in your heart. You will feel it in the depths of your soul. Man, you're not supposed to do that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You'll feel in the depths of your soul, like, oof, like you shouldn't do that. And then, being the amazing people that we are, me included, sometimes we go, well, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyways. And I do it. And then, man, that conviction, like when you grieve the Holy Spirit, that's what his word's talking about. Man, that's tough. When it comes to living up to God's word, when it comes to living to, like living apart from sin, man, don't look to man. Look to his word first. And then, man, listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. I was talking to Zach in the lobby. It's like, you know, some stuff like, there's some stuff that's in God's word that it doesn't say not to do, like, in specifics, but, like, you just got to trust the Holy Spirit. Like, oh, God, maybe I shouldn't watch that. <laughs> 
Like, Holy Spirit, are you grieved when I turn this on, when I indulge in this? Like, are you gr- And I'm talking about legalism. Like, I watch movies, too. I'm not telling you to get away from the movie theaters. Don't go to the movie theaters. Like, I literally grew up with grandparents that did not go to movies. Like, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But I think there are certain aspects of our lives that grieve the Holy Spirit. Are we willing to listen to him? Lastly, I can do all I can. I can talk till I'm blue in the face. And I can try to describe for you how amazing it is to live a life with the Holy Spirit. Man, he's, a, he's our comforter. Like, there's times where I've just been sitting in the presence of God, and I felt like he's just held me in the darkest moments of my life. Man, he's, he's a parent to me. Like, Holy Spirit convicts me of things that I shouldn't do. Man, th- he's, he's my joy. Like, there are literally moments where I'm in, in just, like, a terrible mood, but I literally feel the Holy Spirit come in my room, and I just feel joy, unspeakable joy in an instant. Like, he's not, he's not just a vibe, he's a person. And I can try so hard. I can read the Bible front to cover. I can use as many analogies as I want. I can do all I can do. But until you experience them for yourself, friend, like, you're lost. Like, until you experience Holy Spirit for yourself, I'm telling you, like, that thing you're frustrated with in life, like that thing you need to break, that addiction you're trying to break, or maybe it's that, 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 that student you're trying to parent, like you need the Holy Spirit in your life to help you with it. I'm telling you, cars don't drive around empty on gas. They just don't. They stop and they're stuck. They need to be filled and I think there's so many in this room today that you, you've received Jesus as your Savior. And again, you've received the Holy Spirit at salvation. You know, but just like in Acts 2, after Jesus breathed on him in John and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they received it. I believe that, that there's an Acts 2 moment maybe happening for you. And it's time for you to receive more. Like it's time for you to again to say, God, I want more of you. Not nothing I didn't have, but just more. I just want more of you, Jesus. Like, I feel like we hadn't gone out in a long time. I feel like we're distant. I just want more. I can explain it all day long. For instance, you're like, this is a crazy segue. But for instance, anybody ever seen the movie Up? A few, okay? So a few of you might understand this as I explain this to you. There's a scene at the beginning of the movie Up that I try not to cry every single time. And it's the scene of this young boy who meets this young girl. They hang out as friends. They grow up. They fall in love. They grow old together. And then one passes and one's left alone. How many of you think you understand Exactly what I felt when I watched that movie because I just explained it to you. No. You didn't experience it for yourself. I want to I show the clip for this movie. Now, it didn't matter how hard I tried to explain that to you. It didn't matter 
how much I said it. And if I could have gotten up here and acted it all out. You weren't going to feel that. <laughs> you weren't going to experience that movie. Like, you weren't going to experience that clip unless you just watched it for yourself. Like, I just had to say, just watch it. Now you can experience the emotion in that movie. Listen, I can explain all day long. I can show you videos of when the Holy Spirit's moved in my life. I can, I can sit here and cry and share testimony after testimony and story after story of God's goodness. Man, but until you experience the Holy Spirit moving in your life, until you just, you just turn on the movie and just see it for yourself, It's not enough. It's just a secondhand gospel. I could have tried to explain to you how Chicago style deep dish pizza, all I wanted. Man, but until you ate it, it's just hearsay. It's just hearsay. See, here's what I want us to do in this place I want us to stand. And we're going to move to a time where we say, you know what, Holy Spirit, like, I, I want you to move in my life. You know, Holy Spirit, I've heard all these crazy things about you. I've heard from here. I've heard from there. These people have experienced it. But, like, today, like, Lord, I'm going to experience you for myself. God, today, you know, I'm going to put a stake in the ground and say, you know what, Holy Spirit, I'm available for however you want to move in my heart, however you want to move in my life. Lord, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, I'm available because I understand I can't do it without you. One more scripture I want to share with you. Right after Jesus has risen from the dead and he sees the disciples, this is before Acts 2, before they received the Holy Spirit again. He said, wait. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't go out there. Don't go out there until my gift comes. Until the Spirit comes. Just wait. I'll tell you what. If I just saw Jesus risen from the dead with my very own eyes, if I just experienced resurrection power literally in front of me, the last thing I'd want to do is wait. I'd be telling every single person I know. He said, wait. Wait till the Holy Spirit comes. So here's what we're going to do. We just got a few more minutes. We're not going to elongate this. But here's what I think God's calling some of us to do in this place. I believe God's calling some of us to come to this altar and to wait. I believe God's calling some of us to step out in faith and say, you know what, God? I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait for your spirit to come. And then I'm going to leave. And then I'm going to go into my work week. And then I'm going to go serve others. And then I'm going to love others. Because without your spirit, it's nonsense. So if that's you in this place and you say, you know what, Pastor Sam? Like, I'm, I want to take a moment and I want to wait on the Lord to fill me with his spirit. Can you come to this altar right now? If that's you, we're just going to come. And we're going to wait on the Lord to move in us. We're going to say, God, if you, we need your filling. Can you come?
If you were encouraged by today's podcast and would like to hear more messages, visit us at crossroadscommunitychurch.com.